Yo, welcome back. Another episode of the Talk and Play Blurry Cast. I am your host, Brian Saf. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. You know, to hear me blurred out about whatever the fuck it is I wrote down. <laughs> um, this week, it's kind of light. You know, not very much to uh, comment on. It's part of the reason why I took off last week. Um, outside of the fact that I just had an extremely busy week and didn't feel like the episode I was trying to record was going to be one that I could stand behind. So I'm back. Things in the headlines, you know, that pop culture stuff. We'll discuss it. Um, got some cool things in the game chat, some new games that have released kind of in the mobile space. We'll talk about it when we get there on the playlist. Just to let you know right now, music has not been um, interesting to me lately. Yeah, I guess that's the right word. Uh, ever since Kendrick and um, motherfucking Future Drop, that's pretty, pretty much all I've been listening to outside of some loose singles here and there. But we'll get to it when we get to it. I still will be playing, you know, music throughout the episode that I enjoy and have been enjoying. So... Even though music hasn't been in the greatest space, in my opinion, um, these past couple of weeks, still jamming in the episode. You know, I think that's a regular format of the show now. So we still vibing. And as far as the watch list is concerned, tons of trailers have been dropping for tons of things that I plan on watching. A few updates on some uh, TV and film, you know, got some TV and film news. And then my review for season three of Atlanta, the season finale. <laughs> so, yeah, let me just play my intro music real quick and then we'll jump right in. Not trying to take up too much of your time this week, but things to discuss. So let's go. Starting with. An update on the Rod Wave incident I spoke about briefly last week or on the last episode. Um, apparently, all charges filed against Mr. Wave have been dismissed. Yeah, according to Rod Wave's lawyers, um, the case has been dismissed. All the charges have been dropped. Don't know. The ins and outs of it didn't really care to do too much research. I'm assuming that because Rod Wave and, you know, his baby mama, they share kids and I guess they in and out of relationships. I don't know the backstory with them, but I'm assuming the lawyers got to this young lady and uh, advised Miss Wave to uh, let Rod walk on this one. And it is what it is. Hopefully he learns a lesson from this and he don't put his hands on his baby mama again because too many rappers going to jail these days. I mean, that's a constant throughout the uh, hip hop side of the industry. But y'all know we've been seeing a whole lot of shit going on with these rappers in these jail times, these Rico charges and all this other bullshit. Either way, Rod, you got off on this one, whether you did it or not. I don't know. Wasn't there. Apparently, if there was a police report filed to the point where charges could be dropped, it would allude to you doing something. But like I said, don't know. Wasn't there. You just made it out of this one. So please continue to focus on the music and 
please stop putting your hands on the mother of your children. I personally don't care what the specifics were for this entire incident. Who hit who first? Who said who? what the who and all this other bullshit. Y'all got kids between y'all. Rod, you are in a great position as far as your music is concerned and the money you've been making. Like, we don't need to fuck all that up because y'all want to be <laughs> toxic and have these weirdo ass relationships where y'all fight instead of talk even with the kids in the house it's weird but moving along speaking of kids rihanna asap congratulations according to reports the prince of barbados and motherfucking uh harlem <laughs> is here yes i said prince alluding to baby boy don't know if that's been like a hundred percent confirmed but I'm running with it since everybody else is running with it. I really don't care what the gender of the baby is, but congratulations to that couple. Um, Y'all know previously ASAP got uh, into his own legal situation reportedly on the same day that the baby shower was supposed to take place. So don't know if that happened, but either way, not none of my business. Just want to send, you know, some congratulations to Queen Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. Next, I had the story about Doja Cat. I think y'all are aware at this point. Um, she had to have like surgery on her tonsils or whatever the case might be. So she ended up pulling out of the tour that she had scheduled with the weekend, which I was planning on going to see that. Like after watching Doja Cat's uh, Coachella set, really feel like she should have headlined Coachella. But that's beside the point. The shit was amazing. Really wanted to see that whole thing and whatever else she decided to include or take out. Want to see all that live. The weekend, his set was pretty straight, too. He kind of stood in one spot for the majority of the show. Uh, but either way, <laughs> I've enjoyed the weekend's music for quite some time now, probably since he's dropped. So I'm like, all right, cool. Got Doja Cat, who I'm super in love with as far as music and everything is concerned with what she's doing and then the weekend his music's always been great to me so i'm like damn i want to see these niggas in concert can't happen doja cat tonsils fucked up she had to get surgery she also kind of admitted to having a nicotine addiction which when i first saw her on her instagram live using those little puff bar things i was hoping that it was fucking tac in there turns out of course not it's fucking nicotine and all that other dumb shit that these kids be vaping and all that i'm like i don't know i think dare worked on me <laughs> or at least the motherfucking um don't do cigarettes commercials whatever those was because i don't fuck with cigarettes in the slightest never put one to my lips don't ever plan on doing it have broken up with women who smoke cigarettes specifically or in large part to the fact that they smoke cigarettes like that shit is not cool don't fuck with it to each his own but keep it from around me <laughs> either way hoping for a speedy recovery from doja cat since that news dropped some time ago she's been on um instagram and all her social medias talking fine to me doing okay i guess hopefully though she uh learns the lesson because this vape pen or whatever the shit is the nicotine shit she been puffing on is a part of the reason she had to get the surgery on her tonsils in the first place she said she had an infection 
she was taking antibiotics for it and forgot it is award season so i believe what she said is when it came around to the billboard music awards she had started you know drinking a little bit you know celebrating all this other shit and she was also on that puff bar that agitated her tonsils even more especially with the antibiotics being in the system and it's led to her being in a position where she has to have surgery so she did it to herself <laughs> but uh still wishing for a speedy recovery because she's a musician and a lot of her musicianship depends on her voice so hopefully she gets that taken care of so it does not impact her ability to make new music and perform because then the money will go away <laughs> Um, but yeah, speedy recovery to Doja Cat. Hope she does well with that. Um, quick RIPs to everyone that lost their lives in the Uvalde, Texas elementary school shooting. Don't want to really talk about that. I mean, I want to because I think it's, you know, right that we have these conversations. But at the same time, I'm also over all the dumb rhetoric surrounding it. And on top of that, bro, I don't like really talking about kids dying. Like it's just something about that that just um, makes me feel uneasy. It was tough enough dealing with watching all those black senior citizens die in Buffalo because this motherfucker wanted to run through with AR shooting up the motherfucker supermarket or whatever the case might be. We had another incident where um, a church got shot up. I think they were like, it was an Asian church, if I'm not um, mistaken. Either way. We have a gun problem in America. We got people out here literally collecting them bitches like they motherfucking Pokemon cards or something, which is weird to me because uh, most guns are not made out of like high value metals or plastics. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> most guns do not appreciate in value. Like once you buy them, that's pretty much it. Like you probably could sell it for the same price you got it for. You probably could overcharge somebody, but it's not like guns are rare collector's items. They're everywhere, but to each his own because people collect shoes and all kind of shit, movies, video games, like people collect all kind of things. I even mentioned Pokemon cards. It's literally cardboard and plastic. <laughs> so it is what it is. But the fact that we have people out here in the world scared to move around scared to leave their house without a gun or just feel like having my gun on me while i'm at the grocery store just make me feel more protected that's crazy to say but you look at what happened at the grocery store in buffalo new york and it's like damn where i could argue a case against carrying a gun on you at all times especially in states that don't have open carry or just have super strict gun laws like new york for example it's like damn you know what i'm saying shit really could go down at any time if some random motherfucker with a gun decides that they want to air that bitch out it's just messed up to me that this is where the world is right now i can't even really say the world because the gun problem is, for the most part, a United States thing. Like, I look at Canada, who, in response to our mass shootings, our meaning the U.S., in response to these three mass shootings that have happened within weeks of each other, 
they have decided they about to freeze gun sales throughout the entire country of Canada. And then I look at these numbers that seem to come out every single time there's a mass shooting on a level that reaches national attention. All of these websites and, you know, blogs that report on these mass shootings, they post this data about how America is leading the entire world by a lot in mass shootings, police shootings, like anything dealing with guns. America is like at the top of the list by a whole lot of points. Shit is just crazy. But what was really crazy, I seen um, Quinta, Quinta Bronson, that is the creator and lead actress of her hit show, Abbott Elementary on ABC. I know you heard me talk about it on the blurry cast before, um, but she, you know, shared her sentiments about it um, by way of exposing that there have been people asking her to write a episode about school shootings in Abbott Elementary, which is weird as fuck that people want to see little black kids and black teachers laid out across the schoolyard behind the political agenda you have referring to mass shootings at elementary schools like weird as fuck um if you missed it i retweeted it somewhere i left a uh, a quote tweet i should say of the initial tweet that quinta put out or whatever just giving my opinions and my thoughts on it but I seen a little screenshot that she posted. She was kind enough to blur these people's like social media handle out and stuff. But the person was like, oh, you know, you should um, write a episode about school shooting and pose it in a way that will make, you know, the uh, government pay attention and finally do something about the gun laws. And it should be the series finale of the show. And I'm like, bro. Season one just ended. Why the fuck we way at the series finale? <laughs> and then why are you trying to put this on a show that is a black family sitcom? This is not HBO. This shit is on ABC. Anybody could watch it that has basic uh, cable. Anybody that wa- can watch it. It has access to a Hulu account or Sling or whatever TV streaming app where ABC is readily available to you. Like this is not the (laughs) platform for that kind of shit. Like we want to see happiness and joy and shit like that. And that's what Abbott Elementary brings people. At least it brings me that. I don't want to see this predominantly black cast of, you know, adults playing teachers, as well as these little black students that you see in every episode. I don't want them to have to go through all of that just because you feel like a point needs to be made. Like, let's be real. The government is not going to listen to black people about no fucking gun laws and gun control and all this other shit, especially not a black sitcom like what do you think black people can offer to the conversation that white people actually take serious or the government i should say because not all of the government officials and shit who have control over this stuff are white some of them are also black and they're also sitting there with their hands crossed looking at it like it's another day on the news if you want change to happen that badly then 
You go out and vote on every election, not just the presidential election. That's the midterms, city council, whatever the fuck you can do as far as voting is concerned to have your voice heard. You go do that. You also go join your child's PTA so that you can understand what safety measures are in place at your school and see if you can rally up enough parents behind you to get the school to speak out against this stuff on your behalf. Maybe your school or the school that your child goes to can actually affect some kind of change if it is brought up to the school board and the school board takes it where they need to take it, you know, trickle up effect rather than trickle down. <laughs> Either way, leave Abbott Elementary on ABC and out of the conversation. Only Abbott we should be talking about right now is Greg Abbott, a.k.a. Republican governor of Texas, because his televised response to this was absolutely ridiculous and fucking heartless dog like you want to talk about a cold motherfucker greg hit him with a shoulder shrug and told them people it could have been worse this man sat on tv and said he understands the severity of the situation and it's terrible what happened to you know the school and all that but it could have been worse like what you really picking right now to be Captain Obvious? Like, one person losing their life is worse enough. The total body count, teachers and students involved, I believe is like 19 or something. Like, of course it could have been worse, motherfucker, but why would you say that right now when people are grieving? The people you govern are looking at you to hopefully say something that makes some fucking sense of the situation and here you go talking about it could have been worse man let's move on because i don't even want to continue to get this energy this shit pissing me off as i'm speaking about it aretha franklin she thanks chance the rapper for helping her get her masters after a long battle with her label this is good news to me because you know what i'm saying aretha franklin motherfucking legend why is her label exploiting her in this way we understand you know contracts back in the day they was even shittier than they are now we understand especially for black artists that there might not have been the right tools and amount of education put in place so that you know our artists understand what they're signing when it comes to this paperwork what they're giving away how much money they're supposed to get and all this other shit but like I said, it's Aretha. She a legend. Like, at some point, humility should kick in. But I guess not because, you know, capitalism will always be king in this country. Um, either way, it was really dope to see Aretha on stage singing her greatest hits. She shouted out Chance the Rapper and really thanked him in front of everybody for helping her uh, get her masters back. Which means that... Well, I don't know when this shit would take like full effect, but we should be able to stream Aretha Franklin's music safely now without um, fear of her not getting paid for it. That was the whole situation in the beginning. Like she realized her contract was fucked up and she wasn't getting paid for the music that she made timeless. And uh, she took to social media the very few times that Aretha Franklin ever gets on social media to let us know. She doesn't want to stream her music right now because she's trying to retain her masters from her label and they're being dicks about it. So, of course, we don't stream the music. Nobody gets paid. It is what it is. 
but now that Chance has helped her secure her masters, run it up. <laughs> like, go ahead and get your jam on. Read the music still hit. Cookout season is in full effect thanks to Memorial Day. <laughs> so uh, you're sure to hear some Aretha at some point in time this summer. <laughs> also, in the headlines, we have <laughs> D.L. Hughley and Monique arguing over these damn headliner titles and contracts and all this other bullshit i don't really have much to say about this um these are two rich comedians going back and forth about who was supposed to headline a show that they both got paid for already like i don't know why this is happening i know monique likes to stand up for herself a lot when she feels like she's been done wrong and of course you know dl hughley has been very outspoken you know since joining social media so he said whatever the fuck he want to say. All I have to offer to this conversation is why are we not attacking the promoter? Like, why is there a dialogue happening back and forth via Instagram by Monique and motherfucker D.L. Hughley? Obviously, somebody lied to both of y'all at some point. I did see what uh monique put out you know what i'm saying her contract does look like an actual contract and based on the show schedule she provided it does look like she was supposed to headline she even had an extra five minutes in her time slot for jokes that dl hughley did not dl posted his um uh, what was it show memo or something it wasn't a contract it was more like an outline of what things are supposed to look like once he got a contract. And on that document, it said he was supposed to headline or whatever the case might be. I honestly don't give a fuck. The promoter <laughs> needs to be held accountable for having our two legends out here going back and forth, hating each other over something as simple as who got to close out a motherfucking comedy show and who was opening for who. Like, the promoter played y'all. So, like... Why y'all not addressing this motherfucker? Like, <laughs> I don't understand what's the back and forth between them. Well, okay, so I do understand a little bit because Monique called DL out for like trying to go behind the scenes at the last minute and get himself um, named as the headliner and closing out of the show. And I guess Monique didn't necessarily like that because she had paperwork put in place that said she would be the headliner. Either way, both y'all niggas went on last. It don't matter. <laughs> and then what if the uh, fucking promoter come back and be like, well, actually, we wanted you niggas to co-headline. We just couldn't figure out who was going to go last and who was going to go first. Like, talk to the promoter about this shit. Leave us out of it. We love you both. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Parkers will always be um, a better sitcom than the Hughley. So <laughs> Monique has DL there. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Monique also has an Oscar and uh, a bevy of other awards that DL does not. So she went in in that regards as well. But that's not taking away nothing from DL Hughley. Like, it's a household name in the black community. We know who the fuck DL Hughley is. The only thing that I saw that I was like eyebrow raised <laughs> about this entire situation was that when DL posts his uh, information everybody in the shade room comments and ball alert and everything they on his side calling monique out xyz when monique rebuttals and it looks like her rebuttal kind of you know um 
wins <laughs> in comparison to DLs, then it's like, oh, why are we doing this? Let's call it truce. Both of y'all are X, Y, and Z. Like, nah, if Monique got her shit off and her receipts prove everything that she was saying and DLs was looking shaky, call it what it is. I really find that shit very, very like, I don't know. I just don't fuck with it when when a black woman and a black man are having a public dispute or whatever, everybody is really quick to take the black man's side. But as soon as the black woman speaks up and actually does it in a way where it's like, you know what? She actually in the right. Then it's like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. This is what's tearing the community apart. X, Y, and Z. Nah, if you're going to pick sides and you want to be on the winning side, then be on the winning side. If the winning side is led by a woman, then that's what it is. But that's a conversation for a different day <laughs> in terms of DL and Monique. Like I said, legends, both of y'all got paid. It is what it is. The show already happened. They're not going to redo it and let y'all figure out who wants to headline or whatever the case might be. Enjoy your riches and, um, you know, blessings to everybody involved. Healing energy, as Charlemagne says. And <laughs> that's it on that. Let's go ahead and move out of the headlines and get on over to goddamn game chat. Game chat this week also should be fairly short. Uh, Marvel Snap announced it's a new Marvel what mobile game yeah that is you know gonna be <laughs> centered around like cards kind of like pokemon cards Yu-Gi-Oh cards watch the trailer if you're interested the game looks cool i'm probably gonna get it when it drops it's in closed beta right now for android users so if you have one of those phones go ahead and figure out how you can get a hold to the beta for this game because it looks dope I've never really thought of Marvel as like a collecting or collectible card battle kind of um, entity. <laughs> like, has Marvel ever produced collectible trading cards or anything? I'm not sure. Either way, this game is taking a hold of the fact that even though they might not have, because it's possible that they could have, but even though they might not have, I'm not aware of anyway that there is room for it and this company made a game on it and it's about to drop so that should be fun looking forward to it like i said there's plenty of video content over on the marvel snap youtube channel just you know type in marvel snap pretty sure there's a trailer there and then like the whole launch um or in-depth uh explanation trailer whatever the case they did to let us know it was coming either way dope game looking forward to checking it out um apex legends has also went mobile don't really care for first person shooters on mobile i just feel like having the controller on your touch screen as well as trying to aim and shoot and press all the different buttons to get the uh tactical abilities and all this shit to go off like not necessarily my favorite way to play shooters. Yes, I know there's plenty of attachments for mobile devices nowadays that you can hook up and get a controller in your hands and play it like you planned it on, you know, a PlayStation or whatever. But then that kind of defeats the point because why not just load up your console and play regular Apex Legends on there? 
either way though from all of the um gameplay footage i've seen the game looks dope it looks quite similar to the console version of apex in terms of um functionality and the things that you could do in a game and they also decided to include a brand new character in the apex legends mobile which they still haven't told us whether or not this character is coming to console yet so i might end up picking up apex legends it's free obviously just to play the new character his name is fade he has some seemingly cool abilities um ones that have never really been used in the game before by any of the characters or any of the throwable ordinances and all that shit like that so i'm interested in playing fade but i do not <laughs> do not care for making apex legends mobile a regular part of my gaming routine specifically because i have large hands and trying to do the controls that are on the screen while trying to look out for enemies and shoot back and aim down the site and all this other shit like it just don't work out for me on my iphone screen but maybe if i get an ipad which i plan on getting one so maybe i'll put it on there and then it'll be a lot more enjoyable something i can keep up with but as for now i'm gonna probably just download it see what's up with fade and then <laughs> let it be what it's gonna be because i tried the fps's um with uh was call of duty mobile when they went mobile i tried it was fun for a second and whatever but my fingers kept getting in the fucking way <laughs> like it's not the easiest thing to shoot down a site or hip fire even on a fucking um a mobile screen of the size that the iphone screens are i think i don't even think iphone screens are over six inches at this point like in diameter and all that width and length and all that shit so i don't know but um you guys probably will enjoy it especially you diehard apex fans like i said there's a new character there and what i also like about it from what i've been seeing in the gameplay footage is you can go back and forth between first person shooting and third person view which is not something you can do on the console version but i think that will aid a lot of people when it comes to mobile not having to just be confined to a first person angle being able to pull the camera back going to third person and do work i feel like that would help out a lot so i don't know i'm gonna try it out for myself like i said and uh maybe hit you guys back with a quick review on that but as for now it's available for you guys to go ahead and play not necessarily rushing to do it myself <laughs> Uh, other interesting news that I came across when I was putting together things to talk about. Xbox is adding a feature that will allow the users or the owners of your Xboxes to customize your home screens and your UIs. Not unlike PlayStation themes. Now, if you're unfamiliar with PlayStation themes, um, it's pretty much what I just described. It's supposed to be coming to Apex. So what happens is... You go into the PlayStation Store. There's a section there called Themes. A bunch of different uh, themes in that area. Uh, basically, the background for your PlayStation will change to whatever theme you download. And then the icons for the specific you know, games and um, other apps on the PlayStation, they also change to fit that theme. It's very dope. Um, 
one that has been instrumental in helping PlayStation owners customize their PlayStations to the specifics that they would like for it to be customized in. Someone that they are playing their PlayStation, they feel like they're playing their PlayStation. I don't know. It's just a cool little feature to have so that you're not looking at the same boring ass playstation background and user interface that we've grown accustomed to throughout playstation's lifespan i think xbox owners will enjoy it as well because another thing that's dope about the playstation themes is a lot of the games that come out especially playstation exclusive games they tend to be coupled with a free theme that you can also download whenever you download your game out of the playstation store and customize your entire user interface to look and feel like the new game you just bought which in some cases is dope if you really enjoy the game like when marvel's avengers hit uh consoles or whatever the playstation version obviously came with a theme that had my playstation background and user interface looking like the inside of a quinjet <laughs> and i enjoyed that for some time when uh black lives matter was like in full effect playstation to let us know that they were in solidarity with you know black people they created a black lives matter theme i was a little bit on the plain side but i appreciated the effort i appreciated them considering the fact that you know there are tons and tons of black gamers out here who are being affected by the whole blm movement so that was dope you know other cool games have done it as well i have a what god of war theme i just downloaded uh well not just downloaded but when i downloaded um horizon uh what zero dawn is the one yes when i downloaded horizon zero dawn a theme came with that it's pretty cool some of the themes the backgrounds like move and there's motion to the uh, different ui changes and stuff like that like it's a pretty dope feature and i think xbox owners will enjoy it because customization that's a big part <laughs> of gaming like gamers love being able to customize whatever the fuck they can customize to make it feel and look the way they want it to feel and look so that's going to be dope xbox owners look out for that coming soon I believe they said before 2022 is done. Don't quote me on that because I don't remember seeing the exact date. But I know it's supposed to be coming soon. Staying in the world of Xbox, um, that streaming stick device that I talked about on the last episode, that has been confirmed. It has been codenamed Keystone. So if you would like more information on that other than what I provided in the last episode just search you know xbox keystone k-e-y-s-t-o-n and you should get all of the information that has leaked and <laughs> all the information that xbox has confirmed and enjoy because i think i'm gonna get that when it drops um xbox is also working on a tv app don't know exactly what the tv app will entail but it's supposed to be in development pretty sure it'll be i don't know kind of like what you can do with pc how there's like an app for pc and an app for uh mobile devices that will allow you to access cloud gaming and stuff like that i think it'll be something along the lines of that as far as tv is concerned don't know if xbox has like an xbox specific or dedicated 
streaming platform as far as like television content and movie content is concerned but that's also a possibility because it's a tv app so we'll see but i just thought that was dope because it's another way microsoft and xbox are expanding the xbox footprint across the different mediums that you can enjoy playstation on the other hand since we're in the realm of television has revealed that they are working on three series based on three very popular playstation games pretty sure you've heard of it at this point in time if you haven't the three games in development to become series are horizon which will be going to netflix which is dope because I just started playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I know I talked to y'all about that before. And then Horizon Forbidden West just came out not too long ago. So that's a good amount of content right there for them to at least build out. I don't know, maybe three or four seasons over there on Netflix. Looking forward to it because from what I played of Zero Dawn so far, great story. Looking forward to beating that. So yes, Horizon is getting a Netflix series god of war will be getting the amazon series which falls in line because i really enjoy all of the geek and blurry content that amazon has been creating most namely the boys which we will be discussing in the watch list next also invincible is another really really good amazon series that if you are a blurred like myself or a part of geek culture you will like don't know why i started whispering that's why i brought my voice back <laughs> to regular but um yeah so horizon going to netflix god of war will be getting a series going to amazon and then the third one gran turismo which i don't know how that is going to become a series because Gran Turismo is all about like Formula One cars and I don't even think you ever see the driver behind whatever car you're operating. You just operating the car. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, what they have in store, but that is coming to a streaming platform that they have not yet uh, released information on. I'm assuming it'll either go on Paramount Plus because Paramount Plus has been lending a lot to the blurred and geek culture as far as their programming is concerned i could also see it going to peacock um maybe even hbo max but they might do something completely different and turn it into an anime series and it'll be on crunchyroll since you know playstation owns crunchyroll so i don't know we'll see more information on that when it becomes available um that's pretty much it for game chat other than my current status <laughs> with the games you know that i play overwatch i have made it to gold on support and i'm moving up slowly in the ranks next is platinum now i'm i'm low gold right now i think i'm a few points away a few sr points away from like 2100s i think I need to get to 2500s in order to get to platinum but i'm pushing you know what i'm saying doing all this shit on my own i still have not found a steady um team of overwatchers that i could trust in comp so that we can just climb together and become the greatest overwatch team that ever overwatch <laughs> but um i'm enjoying solo queue and i always have i really just you know get lit put some smoke in the air um turn on 
some music blasted i should say <laughs> and sit and just enjoy music and overwatch and that's how i like to play by myself <laughs> but uh yeah still haven't still haven't made gold in fucking tank tank is different tank is different and i don't know if i'll be able to get to gold before this comp season is out but i'm gonna keep pushing and then of course long wait times on damage so if i make it anywhere in that particular category that'll be a blessing <laughs> um haven't played much apex in the last week or two so i can't even remember where i left off as far as ranked is concerned but i know when i jump back in my aim is going to be shitty so i might as well count this season out <laughs> i think it's about to come to a close anyway but i'll be prepared for next season especially because newcastle is a dope addition to the game and i've really been enjoying his actual like kit and the different things you could do with it and uh fire in these firefights especially when it comes to um arenas like newcastle he ain't a bad one like that was a good addition to the game so that's pretty much it strike force still playing that daily haven't really given much update on it because there's so much to do in that game all the time but i've unlocked a few of the new characters i think the last one that they announced was a uh, phantom x i've unlocked him and it's currently working on building him up so that when the rest of the unlimited x-men come to the game i think gambit and who's next dazzler dazzler's in the game already but they making it difficult to unlock her right now she doesn't have an event yet but anyway doing good over there on strike force really enjoying the game I need to get an iPad soon so I can put all these games on there and just be there. Because I want to get back into fucking um, Clash of Clans. <laughs> I was chilling with some of my people or whatever. And some of the uh, younger gamers. They're not kids. They're adults. But they're younger than me. So they were uh, playing Clash of Clans together as like a friend group. And I was like, damn, I want to join their clan. But we'll see. <laughs> that is it for Game Chat um we're looking decent on time let's go ahead and roll into the playlist like i said in the intro nothing has really taken me away from being engulfed in Kendrick's project and Future's project. Um, there was a record that came out, uh, Quavo and Takeoff, which I don't know what the fuck going on with them. It's been reported that they have broken up. The Migos, I should say, have broken up. Uh, apparently, Offset and Cardi have unfollowed Quavo and Quavo has unfollowed them and now Quavo and Takeoff are releasing music together as a duo group named Unk and Few which is supposed to be a play on the words uncle and nephew because <laughs> Quavo is indeed Takeoff's real life uncle which would make Takeoff Quavo's real life nephew <laughs> all of those guys are uh, related in some way the family tree I haven't quite broken it down but I know Quavo 
is uncle to take off and then motherfucking offset is cousin to both Quavo and take off how that breaks down as far as moms and grandmothers and uncles and aunts and all the other shit like don't really don't really know it definitively but I do know that those guys <laughs> are related um, but yeah they put a song out together I think I might have played it in the episode already um, Uncle Few called Hotel Lobby I enjoy it but then again I had not thought that I wouldn't enjoy it <laughs> just simply because I enjoy the Migos whatever they do Migos full out projects I usually fuck with the music all of their individual projects I found myself liking those like I really don't care which two or one or all three of them decide they want to put out music together or separate or whatever the case might be. I've grown accustomed to the Migos as rappers. I tend to like their music. So Quavo and motherfucking Takeoff doing their own thing is fine to me. The music sounds good. I enjoyed it. Um, I think Offset and Cardi might be poised to put out a joint song or project together as well. They've put out music before, and of course, they're married. They have kids together, so why not? <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. Uncle Few, Hotel Lobby. <laughs> I'm fucking with the song. Other than that, like I said, Future and Kendrick, I, nothing's really caught my attention. I know Kanye and XX Tentacion put out a new record, but I'm really like at a point where I don't want to hear any more rappers that have passed away. Like, I just want these guys to rest in peace. I just say that. Like, all of these posthumous releases or posthumous, however you pronounce it. I'm just like, uh, real iffy on those. I mean, it's Kanye, so the production sounds good. Um, his verses weren't bad. And if I'm being honest, it don't really sound like X is a part of the song. It's more like Kanye sampled some unreleased music from X and made a song out of it. But either way, didn't really like stick with me like that. It was a cool record, but it didn't really stick with me like that. Outside of that, only thing happening in music that I can attest to was T-Pain. He had a concert here in Orlando where I'm born and raised. And I went, enjoyed the show. It was packed out. And I was standing in a not so great spot. <laughs> but um, I was with my dogs. And it's T-Pain. I know or I knew majority of the music from that gentleman. So I enjoyed it. And, you know, T-Pain has grown to be one of my favorite twitch streamers so even if you know the music wasn't all the way there which it was like he performed his ass off nigga was dancing all kind of shit he brought up his home team or whatever no no random artist opening for him it was all nappy boy entertainment on the stage like i enjoyed the show but even if i wouldn't have enjoyed the music i still would have supported him because He's a gamer like myself, black man, also out here taking chances with businesses and stuff. I know I shouted him out on the last episode for the restaurant he's about to open up. He's also uh, born and raised Floridian like myself. So, you know, I rep for the homies. <laughs> Shout out to T-Pain. The concert was lit. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed those clips of the uh Nappy Boy Radio podcast that he included in there. His stage set look nice too the stage is not like super big or whatever but he was able to get up there and put on 
a solid show and still have a pretty dope background and it was one part of the show where he had like all of the albums throughout hip-hop and r&b that he had contributed to in some way just kind of rotating and flipping back and forth so you could see like oh yeah he was on this little wayne project and you know this was his debut album and stuff like that it was really dope i enjoyed the show and uh probably gonna see him again if he make his way back he's putting out new music so i'm assuming or i'm hoping that next time i get to catch him in concert there'll be some more music that i could uh turn up to that though is it for the playlist <laughs> that's it it's not much to discuss for me on my end hopefully next episode we have some more music to talk about but not trying to keep y'all for too long so that's fine let's just go ahead and roll over into the watch list in the watch lists this particular episode um i want to have written down oh news has surfaced that mcu namor will be getting a brand new origin story that obviously will differ from comic book namor's um, original origin story namor is already set to i guess be the antagonist in the new black panther movie that is scheduled to be released later this year in november and there's <laughs> their fucking reasoning for doing this was dumb to me but i mean i guess it makes sense because black panther the first black panther movie it did bring in a lot of newcomers to the mcu who are almost like sure to not know who the fuck namor is because he's not like an a-list villain like <laughs> he has a specific story set to a specific group of um marvel heroes but whatever <laughs> their reasoning behind it was they don't want people to confuse his origin story or him as a character with aquaman's origin story and aquaman as a character which like i said is dumb <laughs> at least to me anyway it makes sense to them and it does make sense to me but i'm like as a blurred you know what i'm saying like whenever these things happen where there are characters in just the overall you know nerd blurred geek sphere that have similarities you know we tend to make sure that there's a clear definitive like conversation that happens to separate these two characters in the case of namor and aquaman we will literally start with the fact that namor is marvel aquaman is dc like i feel like everybody know that or most people would know that even if they don't like i said the nerds and geeks we will tell people like namor is marvel motherfucking aquaman is dc now they do share other similarities like both of their homes are atlantis which is kind of interesting how atlantis has a stake in both marvel and dc but you know comic book shit fictional shit at that even though atlantis could possibly be real haven't really had any discoverments on it lately but <laughs> there's that 
so i mean i guess i get it like yeah we don't want people to be like oh this is namor character from the dc atlantis like does he run up against aquaman at some point in time no it's completely different as far as characters aquaman's a hero namor has been titled as a villain so it's like there's that um similar powers but you know does not much you could do underwater besides talk to fish and throw water and maybe lightning at people which i don't think namor or aquaman have that ability i think I think Aqualad is the one with the electric eel kind of type abilities, but that's beside the point. Um, Namor's new story would kind of uh, reposition him on the planet from a lost underwater city in Central America, most specifically uh, Mexico. So there's supposedly some underwater city, uh, kind of like Atlantis, that is off the coast of Mexico. That is where Namor would originate from. Well, that's what the leaks are saying. He's supposed to be coming from this Mexican city off of the coast of Mexico in the new Black Panther movie. And that's going to kind of be dope just because it will introduce uh, Namor as, you know, a character of Mexican descent and kind of give other people of Mexican descent some kind of representation now how that's gonna affect the story i'm not quite sure because the real big thing or the main thing that had namor pitted against you know black panther and uh, wakanda is the fact that wakanda is wakanda and they sit on you know africa as the greatest or most technologically advanced civilization on the world but they don't really do anything to help um, Namor and the Atlanteans whenever they have issues. Because, of course, Atlantis is supposed to be off the coast of Africa. So they feel like, well, you know, we are African at the end of the day. Like we have um, technologies and advancements that could benefit you. You guys as the Wakandans have, you know, advancements and technology and all kind of things that would benefit us. But we have the disadvantage as Atlantis of being submerged underwater. So help us out, like help us gain some kind of um, notoriety or some kind of like they just want to be included in the rest of the world. They don't feel like it's fair that just because their city is submerged and they, you know, are some kind of akin to fish and mer people that they should be excluded from the rest of the world that goes on above surface. But the Wakandans are a very proud people. They do not fuck with the rest of the world <laughs> in general, which is why no other country can find them. They only allow people in who they want to be allowed in. So they're like, we don't even fuck with the rest of the world. Why would we make an exception for you? And that puts them at odds a bunch of the times because, you know, politics, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully the change to Namor's like origin story will actually do more harm than good because like I said, moving his origin from off the coast of Africa to, you know, off the coast of Mexico does, you know, make things a little different, but we'll see what happens. I'm still interested in this black Panther two movie. 
Still R.I.P. to Chadwick Boseman. Forever going to be remembered. Just, you know, Marvel has to keep the show going. And I'm looking forward to see what they do. In other Marvel news, um, the She-Hulk trailer dropped. I did a reaction with um, Webster Style and Kuya P over on the Nerds Rule the World YouTube channel. If you want to check that out, I'm excited for the show. Yes, I see all the conversation happening about the CGI for She-Hulk. And it does look a little wonky or whatever the case might be. But... The show is not scheduled to premiere for another few months. I have plenty of time to work all that out. I have complete faith in Marvel and Disney. So it is what it is. I'm just, uh, I'm intrigued to see the show. She-Hulk has not necessarily been one of my um, favorite characters or one I've even cared to speak about. But based on this trailer, the show looks fun. Is being labeled as a comedy, which is dope. So we're going to get a Marvel superhero comedy. Um, they've already said we're getting 10 episodes, which I think that's also going to be dope. And Mark Ruffalo is returning as the Hulk in the show. So I'm I'm ready. I just I want to see what's going on. I want to understand this. We also got the abomination coming back like the trailer looks fire. The show premise looks very entertaining and i'm interested also with that you know marvel's avengers has been talking forever about putting she hulk in the game don't necessarily care to have her in the marvel's avengers game either but i haven't played that game in quite some time and then on top of that <laughs> they tend to do well with these like mcu supported releases so like when hawkeye came out there was different hawkeye stuff going on in the game and stuff like that like they tend to do well with coupling their game content with whatever um the actual mcu is doing so that's just something to mention but also in the uh trailer section <laughs> um love and thunder for thor thor love and thunder is the actual title trailer looks dope Really, really um, interested in seeing this movie. Definitely one. I'm going to go to the theaters and get me, you know, a 3D viewing of this movie. Um, I also did a trailer reaction, like I said, with Webster Style and Kuya P over on the Nerds Rule the World YouTube channel if you want to check that out. But um, I'm definitely going to see this movie and I'm definitely going to enjoy it. I think so, at least. <laughs> I watched um, Thor Ragnarok last night just to refresh myself and prepare for it. I probably will do that again before the movie drops um, just so I'm keeping up with the story. But Thor has grown to be one of the MCU characters that I like, want to pay attention to, like... The first movie was cool. Second movie, not so much. Ragnarok was dope. Really, really good. And since then, you know, seeing him in his different roles within, you know, like the Age of Ultron and Endgame, you know, all the Avengers movies. I'm like, Thor is a character that I'm invested in. So I really want to see how his story plays out, especially, you know, via the trailer. Jane Foster is there as Thor as well. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because there's been some mention in the trailer about, you know, time 
and how much time has lapsed, which lends to, you know, the blip that took place in Endgame and all that stuff. Like, we're going to get to see how things have been for Thor since the events of Endgame. And that's going to be very, very interesting because he's the last, I believe, between him and Hulk. They're like the last two of like the phase one through three um, Avengers to have their stories updated post um, in-game blip. So really, really interested to see how the story continues. The trailer looks amazing. Like I said, definitely going to see it in 3D. Plenty of bright colors plenty of magic there are other gods showing up in the trailer like zeus and we also get to see the god killer who is going to be the villain in this particular movie jared leto amazing actor we already know finna do his thing i'm really really interested in seeing that um other marvel news i guess the <laughs> the watch list should have been more of a marvel talk but no because we got other stuff in here um loki season two has a uh, scheduled to begin shooting june 6th so i'm assuming within a year's time we should be hearing some information about the release of loki onto disney plus it is the first and at this point the only well no they said they was going to do a season two for what if but at this point, Loki is the only Disney Plus series that we know definitely is getting a season two. So that's going to be interesting and dope, especially given everything that's happened in the multiverse since Loki, um, you know, season one finished up. So I'm definitely looking forward to that because it's turning out that Loki is like in a space within the mcu where his particular story opens up a lot of possibilities for the overall mcu moving forward especially after the way season one ended so really really looking forward to more information on that but um at this point all we know june 6th filming will begin also in marvel news there has been information that is leaked for daredevil y'all know I want to say, what, two, maybe three months ago, right around the time that Moon Knight was getting ready to premiere, um, all of the um, Netflix Marvel series transitioned over onto Disney Plus, Daredevil included. It is now being said that um, they're in the works of picking up the Daredevil series right where it left off from Netflix, continuing that on for disney plus which is dope because we kind of knew this was gonna happen when we seen matt murdoch show up in spider-man no way home but now based on this news it seems to be true that daredevil is getting a revival and i'm excited for it i'm definitely gonna sit back or tune in <laughs> and just go back over uh the original daredevil that was on netflix or whatever now on disney plus watch what those first three seasons to prepare or two seasons i don't know how many seasons they have i want to say three either way i'm gonna rewatch just so i could be prepared but i'm gonna wait till they actually announce it because plenty of other things for me to watch right now i just thought that was some dope news to share because 
Daredevil has become a fan favorite in the MCU after how well his Netflix series did, which it was really good. And then we also saw, you know, William Fisk over on uh, Hawkeye's uh, Disney Plus series. So that's going to be dope because there's going to be some tie-ins there. Of course, Echo is also scheduled to be getting her own show. I'm assuming William Fisk will be the main villain in that as well because I highly doubt that man died <laughs> at the end of Hawkeye. They didn't even show a body or nothing. It was just an explosion from outside or what happened. I don't remember, but we didn't see him die. We just, you know, got alluded to his death <laughs> um, either way looking forward to daredevil on disney plus whenever they decide to announce the new season in other superhero television news um we on dc side right now uh first images from the dceu blue beetle have leaked now this is an audio podcast only so i cannot show you <laughs> what these images look like but do your googles they are there and based on what i saw the costume looks very 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 close to the comic book source material for blue beetle so i'm excited about blue beetle just off of that he was one of the characters I got introduced to from DC later on in my life. You know, when I started understanding comic books and superheroes and villains from a more mature and adult <laughs> uh, mind frame or whatever. Not necessarily one of my favorites, but I do like Blue Beetle. He is a legacy hero or like a mantle hero, meaning that his actual powers get passed on from person to person. You know, once some kind of various conditions are met. Uh, so I don't know which iteration of Blue Beetle will make his appearance in the DCEU, but his movie is scheduled to be released sometime in 2023. I'm hoping for it to be Jamie Reyes, who is the last Blue Beetle, to my knowledge anyway, to uh, pick up the mantle. Obviously, he is of Hispanic descent. So person of color there always gonna ride for the black and poc characters and then plus that was the blue beetle that i got introduced to like i think it was through like uh um batman beyond or static shock one of the two where blue beetle showed up and i was like oh who is this uh dope character whatever and then find out you know more about him and shit like that either way looking forward to it just based off of the leak images alone because that costume looked spot on like almost looked like they cosplaying and they stole the costume straight up out of, of some vault that dc had looks really really good excited for the movie excited to understand more about um blue beetle from dceu standpoint because they could fuck it up change up the story and make it something that it's not supposed to be but they could also make it great and do this character a lot of justice <laughs> given that i don't know a whole lot about him and he's one of the lesser known dc characters i feel like they have an opportunity right here to make something great so we'll see what happens but moving away from all the superhero talk the only show that i really wanted to discuss here on the watch list this week was motherfucking atlanta the season three finale happened Almost two weeks ago at this point. Remember, I took last week off from recording. So, yeah, I'm late. But still, phenomenal 
show. The ending was perfect to me. The entire season, I've been wondering what the fuck is up with Van. What's what is she going through? What's happening with her? You know what I'm saying? She didn't really have very much um, appearances in this season or whatever because half the time she was off doing her own thing. Well, the season finale for Atlanta, which was longer than any other episode this season, thankfully, because dope. <laughs> it was a dope ending. Um, but it was all about her and what she's been up to. <laughs> of course, Atlanta is a comedy, so there were definitely some hilarious moments. Was not expecting um, the bread to be worth the wait, but the bread was worth the wait. <laughs> if you've seen the episode, do you know what I'm talking about? Elia, I really hope I'm not spoiling too much for you. Um, but if you caught up already, let me know. <laughs> but yeah, the season finale, <laughs> it was a good episode. And I really hope that this, what Van was going through, was enough to, you know, recenter her and get her back into a place where she feels um valued and like she knows what she wants to do i don't know but mental breakdown aside and you know just being neglectful towards the fact that she has a kid <laughs> way back in the united states <laughs> um i feel like i really thought that was dope that she was able to like live a completely different life and just experience life from this perspective of this quote-unquote french woman like that shit was dope i feel like everybody should run away for a little bit and live a different life and recenter themselves i don't know i know that was wild um i'm in a bit of an adventurist myself a bit of a free spirit so even if it was kind of wild, that shit spoke to me for whatever reason. I, I want to do that one day. <laughs> Maybe when I come up on a little money and I can afford to completely relocate and start over as a brand new person and just see what my life will take me, you know, aside from what it's been from birth. I think that'll be a dope experience. And I think people need to do that. <laughs> but aside from that, the stuff going on, right? The hand shit was crazy to me. <laughs> and the fact that they were just okay with it until they took off the mask and realized what the fuck was going on or took the towels off their head and realized what exactly was going on. I was like, <laughs> they must have did a good job. The chef must have did his thing because they was not tripping until they realized what was happening. Um, The golden showers, <laughs> the golden shower conversation hilarious especially the end scene right before the credits pass i say that shit had me on a slow built laugh like from the time that scene started all the way to the end i slowly built up from chuckling to like full-on laugh out loud crying because <laughs> that shit was hilarious um but uh other than that i really enjoyed the overall season as a whole the entire season definitely my favorite season thus far um season one was really good season two was a little bit weird or whatever wasn't all the way into it or whatever but i did see it through um season three though my favorite like i really enjoyed seeing earn in the game you know kind of 
achieve some kind of success, you know, going over to Europe or whatever and utilizing the resources that they had available there to build Paperboy's brand and get more money and shit like that. Like it was nice to see them in a position where they were actually starting to make it because running around Atlanta trying to get off of the ground with all them hating ass niggas over there, like it was a little bit shaky and they was getting played left and right. And it um Europe though, they did the playing and they was successful. <laughs> so I was really enjoying seeing them. And then, of course, the one-off episodes in between the main storyline was dope. The episode about the black adopted kids and a crazy white lesbian couple. Um, the episode about the white family and their Caribbean um, housekeeper or nanny or whatever the case like that episode was hilarious um episode about the black boy who was passing as white who didn't want to associate with niggas until it was time for niggas to get some money that they deserved and how that played out on him that was dope and the lake lanier shit that was happening which somebody pointed out that that was the same dude from the lake lanier episode that was in that bag of stuff that Earn received at the tail end or the post credit scene of the last episode. Didn't catch that, but I wonder what that's about because that was weird that that, that, that bag just showed up and then it was that white man. <laughs> but um, yeah, overall, fantastic season. I feel like I'm missing one more of those little one-off episodes, but even if I'm not, y'all know what I'm talking about. Really enjoyed Atlanta this season. Um, I believe they said before season three even started that season four was already done. So we should be getting that within a year's time. Hopefully that's what I'm expecting anyway. Maybe faster than a year, maybe a little bit longer, but it shouldn't be a super long wait like it was before due to COVID and, you know, Donald Glover having to step away from the show a little bit to do his music and, you know, his other acting endeavors. But yeah, man, that's my uh, take on the season finale and season three as a whole it was really really good looking forward to season four and i'm also looking forward to well i started or <laughs> i seen the episode or two of z-way on showtime that show is hilarious it's fucking brilliant z-way is a fucking genius if y'all not up on z-way check out her tiktok check out her instagram um, check out our YouTube channel. It's just an interview show where she brings on random celebrities and, you know, asks the black hard hitting questions that we all want to know the answers to. <laughs> um, but it's fucking hilarious. Now, I enjoyed the episode I seen. Definitely going to be tuning into my Showtime app to watch all of the seasons. I think she's on season two now. Really, really dope show. And then P Valley or motherfucking stars is getting ready to come back. I believe by the time you hear this, it should be either coming out the next day or already out. I think it comes out June 3rd. I'm excited for it. I really, really enjoyed P Valley season one. And I'm really, really interested to see what's going to happen on season two. Now that they have saved the pink and everybody has returned back down in the valley where the girls get naked. 
I definitely will be talking about P Valley here on the Talk and Play Blurcast when those episodes become available. So if you into P Valley like myself, make sure you stay tuned. And then real quick for Anime Corner, I just finished the latest episode of Spy Family. I don't remember what number it is, but the most recent one to come out <laughs> for dubbed anyway. It was mostly about um, Anya trying to apologize to that boy that she punched that (laughs) they need her to be friends with so we can uh complete the mission or whatever the case might be um that was funny because it looked like the boy got a little crush on her or whatever (laughs) but um that and i started mob cycle 100 i only seen like the first episode but the anime looks pretty interesting also some comedic elements there and plenty of action so i'm gonna stick with it uh, other than that though that is it for this week's episode of the talk and play blurry cast again i'm your host brian Saff at b-r-i-a-n-s-a-p-p-h is what you type in on twitter and instagram if you want to holler at me um yeah that's it catch y'all on the next one